Back up, please. Hello and welcome to the 38th episode of Busy Nation. Dhando Takkoro Kro. This is Ritika, joined by my co-host Abhishek. Hello, everybody. It's early in the morning here. Like always, I guess we've got this cliche. I have got this cliche way of starting stuff early yeah. in the morning here, and we are in India and Australia, and this is what the time is here. But this time, slightly different, you know. And and you forgot uh, the weather. You can over- the weather. Oh yeah, I forgot the weather. Yeah, definition <laughs> <laughs> is more like the weather I put in the beginning, and then we get into the topics. This time, this time. Don't blame me if you hear my dad's snoring, who is just sleeping next to me. He is not a very early riser. sleeps late in the night read this papers in the night so he lives his life uh, biological way in the other way around okay. so you might just hear a couple of snores so all you guys will have to pardon me in that how oh, let's begin because uh, we have some naughty stories okay that's a very very bad way of introducing but that's what it is this time yeah, right yeah but before we start uh, i would just like to say that you know our main topic before uh, was the indian economy recovering with the examples of companies raising money for fresh investments etc but suddenly yesterday after the dubai fiasco all the headlines were screaming about the adverse impact uh, that it will have on the global economy and so suddenly now our main topic has changed to dubai and its impact and the whole world has just turned topsy turvy in one day absolutely and dubai is something that al- always uh, some sinister feeling you know at least for india yeah, because you have dubai you have dubai ka town yeah exactly if somebody asks you suna dubai ja raha hai that means you you're out there to make a lot of money because it is said that dubai is a place where you can mint quite a lot of money and and that's exactly what the case is because 50 billion dollars of Uh, repatriation of income comes from dubai to india so a lot of money is uh, pulled in from there and so what happened this week what happened last night rather well the government of dubai it requested a 6 month uh, suspension on its loan and the loan amount is around 59 billion dollars and uh, this loan was taken by dubai world which is the largest state owned firm in dubai Uh, this has also caused a downgrade on the debt of uh, dubai so it 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 has also had a major impact on most of the stock exchanges around the world and everybody is talking about it absolutely you know this is what uh, dubai's investment and um uh, dubai world imagine the condition that it might have had to with all the banks whom it owed the total amount of 59 to 60 billion dollars mm-hmm. they would have gone there and said you know what i want to talk about that 60 billion dollars that i owe you guys mm. so the bank said yeah what about it so you know what i'm not be i'll not be able to make it tomorrow when the deadline is so when you know when when someone makes you nervous you run to the bathroom to take a dump it does happen once in a while so yeah. that's exactly what happened with the stock market everybody plunged uh, with the with this kind of information and the indian stock market mm. uh, which we'll see what happens uh, on monday when the, the the market's open it's saturday here Uh, Shubhara is saying, uh, uh, "RBI Governor, don't worry. We are not quote unquote exposed to Dubai. Our banks have not lent indiscriminately to Dubai World. Not too many Indian banks have a large exposure in UAE. Though HSBC Bank has the largest uh, loan ex- exposure, followed by the Standard Bank. But where it will have an impact is more on uh, the jobs, on on the people who are working in Dubai." and almost one third of dubai's population are indians 
and they belong to all kind of working classes right from the you know the white collar jobs to the lower level jobs to the laborers so if there is a crash then these people will be rendered jobless and that will be a major impact also like you were talking about sensex then sensex did fall almost 645 points yesterday but it recovered and it just to close 1.3% lower you you never know about stock exchanges or how they are going to uh, behave also the timing was you say appropriate or inappropriate because they announced it uh, during the eid week so it it was a time when the whole of dubai and muslim population was celebrating eid so now the dubai markets are actually closed for the next 3 days and they'll open only on monday so i guess probably they wanted to give some time for people to digest the fact and dubai has got an interesting history as well you know uh, in back in the 1970s mm-hmm. uh, dubai like other arab countries was known only for its oil right so there was this guy called sheikh rashid bin said al maktoum he was the ruler back then mm-hmm. he said that look we cannot depend on oil alone the next best alternative is tourism travel and foreign investment right. and the best way to attract that would be to build villas to build stuff like you know they have those uh, 24/7 snow clad mountains there which have been the temperature is regulated there are sand dunes which are controlled uh, in controlled atmosphere you can have an arctic like experience in the most humid and hottest in the world which requires a lot of investment so all the money is spent in decorating a place so that people come and enjoy those trappings I guess and that's, uh, that's what people have been doing for all these years Yeah I guess that's why they call it the man made island and uh, it's it's also like you mentioned yeah. that Dubai had a rich deposit of oil but it's Dubai actually never had a very rich uh, deposits of oil it was always Abu Dhabi which is the richest cousin of Dubai and still has a main say in most of the political affairs of UAE so Dubai as it did not have too much oil so it and it was also very ambitious so it wanted to do something different and so it went the real estate and the tourism way and now it the whole world is watching will abu dhabi come to the help of its younger brother dubai and bail it out because abu dhabi has a lot of money and they are pretty conservative and actually the story is like you know big brother small brother so abu dhabi was like the big brother and very conservative and they were not very happy with dubai's flashy uh, <laughs> ideas and they have all already uh, since the global meltdown they have come to the rescue of dubai twice and i think they even made a payment of 10 billion dollars to dubai uh, in february this mm-hmm. year so uh, now it all it's like anil kapoor and jackie shroff movies ha yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually totally <laughs> in every every movie which had anil kapoor anil kapoor and jackie shroff they always would be brothers and anil kapoor would be the guy who would spend it all and jackie shroff would always you know laugh past him saying that tum there are so many like i can't recall now ram lakhan and all those who were kids Like, so yeah so everybody is now watching whether uh, abu dhabi will come to the rescue or not and it seems it will if things go down in dubai there will be some impact on abu dhabi also you know the in all this i feel proud among other things about india is that our regulations are so strong the capital account regulations miss gopinath who is uh, subharao's deputy at uh, reserve bank of india she said this uh, and i quote her she says since we have some capital account regulations the possibility of banks in india having lent to this entity that is dubai world would be much lower than other countries mm. and you would want to believe her because 
in all the real estate melee that happened in the last one and a half and two years, mm. Indian banks were not yeah. as exposed as right. the foreign banks that you mentioned. In fact, HSBC, $611 million it will stand to lose mm. if Dubai world defaults. Yeah. And Standard Chartered another $177 million, which is a big, large, large amount of money. And uh, there are Indian banks, by the way, Bank of Baroda, State Bank of India, and I have got the largest amount of branches in Dubai. Mm. And in fact, Bank of Baroda has got 600 crores of real estate investment in UAE, mm. but not much in Dubai. So even and when they invest, there is some amount of thinking that goes behind. Yeah, and there are a lot of investments by many celebrities also in Dubai. And I was just reading this that Brad Pitt and Angelina also have a lot of uh, property there and they gain to, and, and they will be losing a lot of money if the property prices go down. Yeah. Uh, very good. Shah Khan, I think, has... <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sure. Too. I mean, most of the film stars, they were, they were famous for earlier, in, in earlier times, they were famous for going to Dubai and dancing in all these uh, underworld-worn parties. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure many of the stars would be having property in Dubai. The most amusing part about this is that in Dubai, there is a strict law against uh, debt defaultment and the punishment is also very rigid. So most of the people who think that they are going to default on debt are running away from the country and it seems you find you will find a number of cars being abandoned at the airport because people just pack their bags and leave and they just drop their cars there because they don't want to be arrested. There's a few people will be happy with that and that's uh, the news channels. They'll have some dope to chew on for a while because, you know, only people who have that sadistic pleasure after such <laughs> news comes out are the people from the press because they have something to munch on. And what more than Dubai because there's too much to chew and they'll talk about this at least in the business newspapers for the coming week. Yeah, that's true. In fact, uh, I was reading some few stories in BBC, uh, like uh, stories of people from Dubai. They were talking about how, how they are affected and whether they are affected and or not. And it seems that the Western media has gone and has gone on an overdrive in reporting this, and it's just it's just exponentially increasing the number of cars abandoned at the airport. So <laughs> I'm sure these things uh, will happen. And but uh, a lot of uh, uh, analysts they think that the global economy will not be that impacted in the sense that even though like the couple of banks we talked about who have a few uh, who have a large exposure. Uh, in Dubai, their loss will be not as big as it was during the uh, 2008 crisis. Now, it seems this news is not big enough as much as that. And so if a few million dollars are nothing compared to the billions that they have lost earlier. Exactly. And you know, one of the more amusing comments came from uh, one of the sheikhs in Sharjah. Uh, he said, after, after watching this overnight uh, fall of uh, the Dubai markets and what happened, he said, but you know, normally we know what's going on. But with all these credit market default swaps and this and that, we don't have any clue. Yeah. So basically the guys who are ruling Dubai, they don't have a clue of what yeah. are the investments, where has it gone, what are the papers, financial instruments, etc. And it hasn't come crashing down as such. It's just that a few billion here and there, like you said, which Abu Dhabi will obviously chip in with. But uh, six months is what asked from all the banks. Hang on for the next six months. We, we, we will pay off the debt. Don't overreact. So let's, let's keep our listeners updated with what more will happen in the coming week because this is a story which has just blossomed or erupted the way you want to see it. Uh, let's see how that goes. Yes. 
and now coming back to our original topic which was that is indian economy recovering so i think that the economy's recovery is best reflected by the confidence index and how much faith people have in their econ- economy Con- whether index. it is the confidence index right it's it's like a it's like a, a vicious circle you know that people think that the economy is going to fall down so they stop spending and economy fails further and if people think that economy is growing and they have confidence then they start spending more and the economy prospers and it seems that the indian industry's confidence is growing back at least the latest data on the investments being made by them suggests that I'll not uh, resort to the jargons that these guys come up with, like confidence index and everything. Because as a common man, when I read the papers, it feels good that companies are reinvesting or are now raising money. For example, we read about Dish TV, uh, which is uh, India's largest direct-to-home operator. It has raised hundred million dollars to expand its operations through the issue of what they call global depository receipts, that is GDRs, to to someone called Apollo Management. So. In other words, Ritika, you are somebody who can talk about these economic terms slightly better. So, do you want to take a shot? Yeah. So, you are going to suddenly place me in hot seat. <laughs> I think, uh, from what I know, GDR is basically an instrument used to raise money in US dollars or euros. Uh, like you can raise money in India by issuing shares and uh, get that money in rupees. So, you can imagine a GDR to be yeah. A- for example, just to cut you in for this, so if Dish TV. has to raise money to run its operations in india it will go on the bombay stock exchange have an ipo sell the shares to the market get that money and that's how that's what you mean by raising money in rupees exactly that's the normal way of raising money so, yeah. in equity but if i want to raise money from us then i will go for hmm. a adr which is uh, american depository receipts or a gdr uh, through which i can raise both dollars or euros so i can use either of these investments uh-huh. and go to us and raise money in dollars so now that dish tv has issued gdr to apollo which means that apollo management is a company registered in us and they have given money in dollars to dish tv and they now have a share in dish tv dish tv great so this is an option where a foreign company can trade in indian shares in india by buying these shares through gdrs or adrs so from the perspective of someone who is sitting in usa and wants to invest in india it will be a certificate through which it can invest in non american companies oh that's cool oh it's very simple then why can't they put it so simply <laughs> on the internet or maybe i am a little dumb enough to understand these jargons maybe the fault no, lies no, in me no no the way but, i, but, I but, think but, that's that's how uh, that's how the business of economist uh, runs right this is what they thrive on lawyers economists accountants <laughs> all of them further on apart from dish tv uh, there is also pantaloon retail who has raised 500 crores uh, of rupees by selling some around 16 million uh, shares to its in- Investors. Oh, that's great! But the money that they raise, these companies raise, they either pay off their loans or they they try to invest that in the working capital that is yeah. to help day-to-day running of their show. Yeah, and also that's what the Pantaloon will be doing. Yeah, talking about Pantaloon, uh, I hold great respect for Kishore Bayani, who is uh, the head of Pantaloons. For uh, I think he is one of the people who is responsible for pioneering successful uh, retail model in India. 
and his big bazaar which right. is the hypermarket uh, format it completely changed the retail dynamics in in india whole world it is it is seeing a phenomena where the power is shifting from the hands of uh, marketers like the fmcg companies to the retailers like walmart etc like for example in most of the countries departmental stores like walmart they have their own home brands which they sell in their store and which are cheaper than the branded stuff and this is particularly right. killing the top brands so in india i have seen this for the first time in big bazaar they have their you know brands like tasty treat for sauces wafers etc i don't know if you've tried that but when i was in india i had actually bought one of those and uh, they are good enough and these brands are also doing well so it, it seems that he is clearly a visionary and is picking up the world over trends really fast yeah that's true and he's expanding so fast that uh, the number of stores that he set up he mm-hmm. owes now 3800 crores on of debt on his books so what he's doing with the money that he has raised he'll try and wipe off those debts because mm-hmm. the so called debt to equity ratio that they say where if you have 1 rupee that you have raised but you have 2 rupees to pay mm-hmm. to somebody so the debt to equity is 1 is to 2 mm-hmm. which is pretty high yeah. so your income is 100 rupees and you are spending worth 200 so you might as well raise some money and uh, pay off your debt so that's exactly what he's doing and the target for them is to reduce this ratio to 0.8 yeah from exactly 1.2 yeah because when this ratio rises then it becomes more difficult for your company to get more debt because already you are yeah. a lot in debt so it's important for the companies to decrease this ratio but coming back here the, the investments that uh, india has been up to uh, there is hindalgo industries india's largest aluminum maker it mm. has uh, raised 2900 crores this week mm. and can hong kong the promoters went there on a two week road show they met institutional investors and told them that this is the country and this is the company to invest in and uh, they said all right Uh, we'll do it and they ended up raising 2900 crores is very similar to by the way lobbying for the oscars when your mm-hmm. when your movie is nominated for the oscars you have to go there and market it that's exactly what the promoters did and uh, 2900 again is uh, more than half a billion dollars which is good money that has been raised and uh, so has uh, vedanta resources which is also investing rupees 40000 crore in india i have uh, enormous respect for this guy as well the guy who started this mm-hmm. anil agarwal who holds 54% stake in the company mm-hmm. he started as a scrap metal merchant back in 1979 mm-hmm. that is uh, in very crudely put it's the raddiwala or the yeah. person who you know kabadi if i use a word mm-hmm. so he was 15 year old did not know english he started out by experimenting a few things and now he's got an empire which is very big and of course it, it brings in a lot of controversies as well you know many of its projects are a big controversy because it seems that it's a threat to the lives of the local uh, tribal people there and the wildlife and also the odisha state pollution control board has uh, taken an exception and due to all this even the golden peacock award which is an award given for environmental management to companies and was given to vedanta mm-hmm. was withdrawn at the last minute so that was a very embarrassing publicity for the company so but uh, yeah, you know these even these who give awards they also react in hindsight like the credit rating agencies <laughs> exactly give out i i, I yeah i remember that even satyam <laughs> had received a golden peacock award and which was taken back later so 
it was Shatyam Rishi for best corporate governance yeah. and corporate social responsibility. Imagine yeah. that. And now we read in the papers that Satyam's fraud goes into thousands of crores and not just a few hundred. Exactly. Anytime anybody, any company which receives a Golden Peacock Award, <laughs> well, you know, you have to keep yeah, an eye on that company. You should follow that. Exactly. You should follow the news. Have you ever given a thought that India's richest, richest states in natural resources like the ones in which uh, Vedanta invests, are the poorest and most backward of the country and are the ones that are currently yes. affected most by the Naxalite menace. Yeah. Clearly, there is a nexus between the politician, the industrialists over there, the local goons. Absolutely. And, you know, anywhere where you have raw commodities, but you don't have enough uh, equipment, like commodities as exactly, in, yeah. even in Africa, you have diamonds. Mm -hmm. You have diamonds, Mozambique and all these places. In fact, they are saying the situation is so bad, mm -hmm. you can go there, provide them bread, and they'll give you uh, unpolished raw diamonds in your fist. Yes. The problem is, they don't know what to do with it. They do not have the equipment to polish it to tellable. So that's why, I mean, if, if somebody sets in those infrastructure, which obviously doesn't happen for what reasons we don't know, then yeah, they could flourish, the, but that doesn't mean, happen. Yeah, because the profits there in that business are so high that it obviously brings the greedy nature out of you rather than anything else. And even the industries that set up uh, their base in uh, in such places, they, they just want to take all the uh, you know mineral resources and run away and rather not do much for uh, the people there. You know, recently in news it was uh, Madhu Koda, who is the ex-chief minister of Jharkhand and is accused of being involved in a scam worth thousands of crores in, in, that, in the state. And Jharkhand is one of right. the poorest states of India and the chief minister of that state who also comes from humble beginnings, is responsible in a scam worth thousands of crores. It, it's shameful. He signed some 26 memorandum of understandings, MOUs, yes. and he allowed certain companies to walk in without doing the due diligence. Exactly. And for every recommendation that he gave, he got anywhere between 10 crores to 30, 30 yeah. crores. And uh, that's how he amassed that amount of money. And this is the first time that any chief minister has done that in that, in that region. It's sad, but true. But, uh, you know, I was just uh, thinking to myself yesterday, and I do that a lot nowadays because I have a lot, lot of time to think, <laughs> that <coughs> most of the CEOs and the founders of Indian IT companies, if you look at them, they have a very clean personality and very, and they are supposed to be very frugal in their needs, like you see, Narayan Murthy or you see Azim Premji or Ram Dorai. And all this is also because uh, I think these guys have had a very humble beginning and they all mostly, they come from the middle class uh, families. Such things do matter when, especially when uh, your industry is not doing very well, like the Indian, industri Indian IT industry was not uh, doing well in the past one year, but now it see, seems that things are looking good. Many of the top companies like Infosys, Wipro, TCS, they are they are gaining big offshore projects worth a billion dollars over the next one or two years. And this is because uh, the BFI sector, which is the banking and financial services sector, which was not doing well <clears throat> for the past one or two years, is now uh, back on its feet and they are depending on IT 
for decreasing their costs and bringing operational efficiencies. Infosys, in fact, earns 33% of its revenues from uh, the banking uh, clients that it has, and it recently bagged a $500 million deal with, uh, with a few companies combined. And Tata Consultancy Services, TCS, HCL, Wipro, all these IT companies, they've had uh, more than $1 billion on their forecasted revenues from uh, BFSI sector alone. In fact, HCL has uh, just bagged a $200 million deal with one UK-based insurance firm, Equitable Life Insurance. All the headlines are not giving away what these deals are, but it's just good to know that people are getting back to business uh, like they did at least a couple of years ago. Yeah, and the last quarter results for the IT industry were also pretty good. And their guidance for the future quarters are also good. So it seems the recovery is back on track. Let's hope it stays and it sticks. Well, let's wrap it up on that note. That's about it from this episode of Visionations. Go log on to theindicas.com. Leave your comments there. Yes, and also join our group on Facebook, the Indicast Podcast Network, and leave your comments there. And also tell us any topics that you would like us to discuss in our next episode of Visionation. That's about it from our side. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All these indexes or indices, whatever, they are called a very interesting confidence index hmm. and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Loss of words.